This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. First off, I want to thank all of you guys who've been going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review and a comment. We truly appreciate that. And for all of you who signed up at Payne.tv uh, slash gold thank you very very much we truly 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 appreciate that okay folks so for tonight's episode friday night special here i wanted to let you all know what we are doing is that i went on a friend of mine an old colleague of mine's podcast to talk about the work we've done here in the first 32 episodes and it turned out to be a very interesting conversation i really haven't gone on any interviews in quite a while i think the last one i was a guest on was with mike moore probably on the thomas Paine podcast and so i said i've got to get out there and start doing some interviews and spreading around the information that we've been researching dissecting and analyzing here at the dustin gold standard because the information that we've been putting together and creating a story around is very important, especially to those people that are still struggling with the concept of the left-right paradigm, that are stuck there, focused on Republican versus Democrat, focused on conservative versus liberal, Trump versus Biden and such. And so they have no idea that the technocrats, the social engineers, the elites are building this prison planet around us, building a metaverse to send us into, working on uh, brain chip mind uploading technology so that they could quench their thirst for immortality. They're not focused on Peter Thiel and Elon Musk and all of the things we've covered here. And so I said, you know, if people want me to come on their shows, I will start going on their shows and spreading the word because I think that people need some level of hope. And the hope that they are going to find is within themselves. And people need to understand that they need to cast aside this idea that there is some white knight coming to save us. 
whether that be Donald Trump or whether that be Tucker Carlson or on the left, whether that be, I don't know, the BLM or Antifa or something. And so I see this as a war against humanity. I believe the technocrats and the transhumanists have openly declared war against humanity. What else are the words of Yuval Noah Harari, sanctioned by the world's elite, to stand up there and tell us that we have no soul, that we have no free will? that we have no spirit, that we are useless humans, that we are hackable animals, that they will control the data and those that control the data will be the gods of the new era. What else is it when Peter Thiel sits there and tells you that Christianity and transhumanism are the same thing they just have small metaphysical differences and that god will offer you this idea of immortality in heaven with him but i peter thiel the transhumanist the god wannabe will offer you eternal life right here with me if you merge with the machines under the concept of singularity and so i think people need to understand this because once they understand the problem then they can also start to look at solutions and we go over this in the interview i talk about some of the things we mentioned here i also riff a little more on some of the topics i haven't discussed here yet but we do start to talk about what people can do and as usual uh, the host had asked me what are my solutions and you know some of them you know, start to take off the iWatch, start to take off the Fitbit, get rid of the smart meters in your house and such. And so I go into depth a little bit on the fact that people need to start putting down a list. And I've talked about some of this with Halsey English. I talked about some of this with Maria Albanese. I've talked about some of this with Legal Man, that people need to look in the mirror and be honest with themselves. And don't be upset with yourself. You don't need to criticize yourself. We've all fallen for traps over time, but you need to level with yourself and you need to put down a list on paper of the current technologies that you are using in your life. What are necessary in your personal life and what could be cast aside? What is necessary in your business life and what can be cast aside? And start to build out this list for your children and your spouse as well. And then you need to have an honest discussion with yourself and with your spouse probably if you make decisions together. And you need need to say, okay, how are we slowly going to start eliminating some of these systems? I mean, these are things that you could realistically do in your personal life, and you start taking a step forward to freedom, to gaining back some of your liberty and not relying on the clickbait technologies that they put in front of us. And so we get into that on this interview. So I wanted to play this for you here. I got their permission to launch this as an episode. So that you could hear me in action on another show and maybe I can get some feedback from you at the email gold at pain.tv or um, at pain dot, uh, pain.tv slash gold over at the website or hit me up on Twitter for free at Hackable Animal or at Dustin Gold Show or join the Telegram uh, group which is the Gold Pillars or the Telegram channel which is 
Dustin Gold Show. And I will get better at this as I brush up on my skills being a guest. But this uh, interviewer wanted me to talk and they let me talk. And so I tried to jam in as much from our 32 episodes as possible. And I've already started to get some feedback because I guess it aired somewhere else. So I'm happy that we're doing this. I'm glad to go out there. If you have any other shows that you want me to speak on, feel free to connect me to the host and I will go out there and try to... um, and try to spread the word and tell people what is going on, at least in my opinion, based on real research. And maybe we can wake up a few more people and then build a larger audience, a larger group, and be able to then start to get more guests and talk about more solutions. So as we move into this weekend, I will be reviewing the Joe Biden executive order that's essentially on transhumanism and uh, and genetic modification. And then I will also start working on the 1995 paper, Industrial Society and Its Future. Because I think once we see Joe Biden's piece, which kind of has taken me a little bit out of the direction I was headed, but it's okay, then we come back to Industrial Society and Its Future. You're going to actually see how important Industrial Society and Its Future is and why that paper has shaped some of my worldview in part um, because it had such a big effect on me when asking the question can technology and natural life coexist and sadly i think what we're seeing today the way that the technocrats have moved us um, that that probably cannot happen eventually technology will in fact erase humanity destroy humanity that is the direction that these progressive transhumanists are going so i hope you enjoy this interview there'll be more to come and we will resume the regular broadcast tomorrow ladies and gentlemen other than that if you're going to tune out for the weekend if you're going to go and hike up in the mountains or head out to the beach on a nice fall you know crisp weather that's out there it's fantastic i uh i guess i'll catch you guys on Monday, and I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Hey, everyone. Uh, Real World Witness, uh, this is Chrissy. I'm your host. I'm here with my good friend, Dustin Gold. Hi, Dustin. How are you? Wonderful. How are you today, Chrissy? I'm doing good. So I want everybody to understand like how we met first. So we've known each other for several years, kind of. And then uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and explain what you're doing and what you were doing and what we were doing. (laughs) Yes. Well, my name is Dustin Gold. I have a show over at uh, pain.tv slash gold. Also, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Pandora, SiriusXM, Amazon Podcasts, whatever the free podcast services are out there. And that's called the Dustin Gold Standard. And then you can also find me at Twitter. I don't do a lot of tweeting because, like Chrissy, we've both lost many accounts over the years. But you can find me uh, at Dustin Gold Show or at Hackable Animal. And then also I have a Telegram, which I really do not update, but I'm starting to set that up for the show. And that's uh, at Dustin Gold Show. And then there's a group, the the Gold Pillars, like uh, 
red pill, but it's the gold yeah. pillars. And yeah. so, yeah, my, my background, uh, the last, let's say, 15 years of my life, I was in corporate entertainment. I had a niche business where I managed and developed political impersonators. Uh, I had everything from Barack Obama to Donald Trump, Sarah Palin, George Bush, Bill Clinton. And we would work for uh, major corporations for their annual events, their sales meetings. And then we would provide some of these impersonators to late night shows like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. And then also we had a political impersonator voice business. So we'd provide voiceovers for commercials, uh, late night television and stuff like that. And then I had met Chrissy because uh, prior to being in the corporate entertainment industry, I was involved with politics and journalism. Uh, back in Connecticut. And so I had met Chrissy because I was doing some podcasting and I was doing a Donald Trump impersonation myself at the time. And so she called me up and said, hey, I'd like to get you on my show. And then she introduced me to Douglas Dakota, who she was working with who um, had a fairly large YouTube channel. He was doing a lot of sort of conservative MAGA content, exposing corruption in government. And so then we all connected and we had a production company and we were working with Doug. And then unfortunately, after doing a mini series on the border, covering yeah. political conferences like Politicon, going out live and covering important events like the uh, first uh, Second Amendment gun rally in Virginia, uh, COVID came along and like in most people's lives, it disrupted everything, including right. that business, my marriage at the time, <laughs> and, a, and a number of other things. So we all went in different directions. And it finally seems in the last uh, couple of months that people are starting to get their footing back and people are starting to broadcast again and talk about issues again. But on my show, The Dustin Gold Standard, we're 32 episodes in. I do daily content, uh, but we're really focusing on the technocracy, on the dangers of the technology coming, where we came from, where we're going, and then getting into transhumanism, which is the merger of man and machine. And I go deep into um, not the conspiracy surrounding it, but the investors, the players, the puppets, the governments involved, the international bodies, think tanks, uh, non, uh, non-governmental um, agencies and such that are involved with this. And so I started to... I decided I didn't want to do a daily breaking news podcast. I wanted to focus more on what I think is the real danger that's facing us, which is this technocracy and the merger of man and machine. And so I decided to spend the show on going into deep dive research into the actual players behind it and what they've been talking about for many years and then finding who's actually investing in it and showing people that it's real so that we could sort of accept the fact that it's coming, but then figure out how we're going to live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. How can you have some semblance of a natural life? If you have a kid on the way like I do or grandchildren, how can you start to wean them off of the devices, off the iPads, off of the iWatches and such, and give them a chance at a real life to experience a natural life versus being stuck inside of what's coming, which is this metaverse, which we'll probably talk about later. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. And I mean, my whole thing is this is like, I think that we need to, my, my goal in doing these shows and this is not only to educate people, but to also try and connect people because in the, in the end, we're all going to have to connect to try and survive. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen because those of us that do not want to take the jab and do not want to do, you know, all these things that are coming down the pike, 
uh, with this mark of the beast and the chip and all of that, the biometrics. I mean, we'll get into all of that. Uh, you know, we have to, there, there need, we need to create a community so that then we can connect and we can sort of live outside the matrix, like you're saying, one foot in, one foot out. So I thought it would be a great idea to have you on because you're, he, this guy, I mean, let me tell you, when Dustin puts his mind to it, he's like, he's like, he's like, he just breaks everything down and he breaks it all down so easy for people to understand. And uh, that was why I kind of wanted you on my show for today. Um, so right away, I want to get started with this deep fake video. Now, as you know, well, I, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not. Facebook. I'm not anywhere yeah. right now. I mean, I'm on, I do have a telegram. I mean, I'm on telegram. I basically just go there and look at stuff, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, videos and pictures and, and, uh, of all these, Oh, well, look, this person's fake. That person's fake. Blah, blah. Can you explain, first of all, what deep fake is and then, uh, you know, how does it work? Let's, let's start there. Okay. This is good. Cause I spent, uh, about four or five episodes on my show, breaking down, uh, deep fake video technology, deep fake audio technology and, uh, face swap technology. And then really what's coming after that and what they're working on now, which is this artificial intelligence copy of my brain or your brain or someone in your audience's brain. And then they develop what's called a mind twin, which is a digital sort of artificial intelligence driven in their minds living uh, mm -hmm. digital twin of yourself. But let me just show the audience a quick uh, clip here, if you don't mind, okay, yeah. uh, before we get into it so they have an understanding of this technology. Sort of, uh, this is a deep fake, um, and we'd call this a face swap. So what it means is there is an actor that is driving this, uh, call it a digital puppet. And so it would be like me if I skin my face with a cat or something on Snapchat or some of these right. apps that they utilize to normalize and humanize this technology. So let me just show a clip and then we'll start breaking it down and I'll go back and show you where some of this technology started. And then I'm going to show you a little bit about what this company, Artificial Intelligence Foundation, is working on. Uh, as far as driving the digital twin, the mind twin, as they call it. And then we can work through a couple other videos and you can start to see how realistic this stuff has become. And then hopefully we'll get to the point of talking about uh, what I at least believe is the purpose behind a lot of this. So let me just show you a clip and I think it'll pique your audience's uh, interest if they haven't seen this already. So hold on one second. We will pull this up and play this. Deep Tom Cruise, we call this. What's up, TikTok? All year long, Deep Tom Cruise has been posting videos showing what appears to be a different side of the Oscar-nominated actor. I think there's bubble gum inside there. People are surprised that I'm a big Dave Matthews guy. But believe it or not, that's most definitely not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Nor is this with me in our L.A. bureau. This is serious breaking news. But a little behind the scenes, a little a little flavor. I'm with one of the most legitimate correspondents on earth. Now, if you're interviewing me, Jacob, yeah. you face it. Hold on just a second. There's a big fire. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> you are deep fake Tom Cruise. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Miles Fisher may have an uncanny resemblance to the superstar, but using advanced technology, what he's created is far more than an extraordinary impersonation. Have you guys created the best deepfake that has ever been made? I think 
we have created the first deep fake that's so realistic that a large majority of people have seen okay so let me just tell you that's an example and this video goes on for about five minutes we broke it down on uh the dust and gold standard but uh hold on i just realized i'm not up here i was apparently deep fake tom cruise for a minute but uh so that company uh, was sort of helping to normalize and humanize this, obviously through Tom Cruise, and then they've got this great charismatic actor behind it. Well, that gentleman was an actor in Hollywood, couldn't really get jobs because he sort of looked like Tom Cruise, so he was typecast, and then he went on to work with this engineer who developed this deep take, uh, deep fake technology, kind of perfected it around him. Well... Mm-hmm. I never believed that this stuff just grows out of a garage somewhere. So I did some research into it, and the company that they have is actually called Metaphysic. And Metaphysic now has a second company called Any Every Dot Buddy, if you wanted to look it up. Any Every Dot Buddy. And Any Every Dot Buddy is now putting a call out for you to come over to their site upload your facial scan biometrics and create digital twins and mind twins of yourself. Well, I always look to who the investors are behind these cutesy little companies that pop up on TikTok. And the next thing you know, there is a gentleman who is one of the major investors in the company who is the senior principal at his venture capital firm. And he was formerly a major investor for InQtel, which is the CIA's hedge fund. And so for those of you that did not know, it is 100% open public knowledge. It is not a conspiracy theory. You can go to their website. InQtel is the CIA's hedge fund. They get money from the CIA, FBI, NSA, DOD, and other government agencies. And so we've broken that down on my show as well because I show all of the InQtel CIA money that has been pumped into tech companies, specifically in Silicon Valley, over the last 20 years, including over 500 companies that they admit to, uh, including the original company that ended up becoming Google Maps, Google Earth. So 80% of us that drive around in our cars with our phone using Google Google Maps, we are being directed by the CIA as we drive around uh, this country. So. So behind that company is the CIA. Now, so let me just uh, break this down now that you've seen a little bit. So there's a couple different variations of how the deepfake technology actually works in sort of the form that you saw. So what they call that is a face swap, where basically they're using high-end computers to create a digital projection of Tom Cruise's face that overlays over the top of that actor's face. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the rudimentary versions of that in Snapchat and other apps where you can right. do facial skins. Then you have what is like truly deep fake video where they could take, for instance, a 20 second clip of Vladimir Zelensky or mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin, right? right? And they can take a 20 second YouTube clip of them and then they can either use Like, say I could do a voice impression of Vladimir Putin. So I'd sit in front of my webcam and I would talk as Vladimir Putin. And then my facial movements and my voice, the voice would fill in the Vladimir Putin, um, uh, the kind of puppet we're creating. Mm -hmm. And my facial movements would move his face around. And I'll show you that in a second. And then what they've also developed now is this deep fake uh, audio. So you could literally take a 20 second clip of Vladimir Putin 
of his audio and now you can literally type out in a script whatever you want it to say and it'll come out sounding exactly like him so that's actually going on uh right now and this is like highly perfected so I have a one-minute video clip here I edited a few years ago. And um, the reason why I got interested in this topic, I should say, is I had this corporate entertainment company I mentioned. And so going back four, maybe five years, Mm -hmm. I started to get calls for voice actors to provide uh, voice impressions of political characters and celebrities for deepfake uh, testing. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I was introduced into this arena now as a business person back then who was in the entertainment and industry we started to see the possibility of using deep fake videos and our voice actors to create you know one or two minute funny parody videos so if we were doing whatever uh mcdonald's annual sales conference you could have barack obama come up on the screen it looks just like him it's him but then he says something funny about eating big macs or whatever so I started doing a lot of research into it, you know, for selfish reasons, entrepreneurial reasons. And then what happened was in 2018, I was approached by a company called Artificial Intelligence Foundation, and they wanted to use our Barack Obama voice actor for like 50 hours to train what they were calling a MindQuest Mind Twin system. And so like, okay, this is weirder than anything I've ever heard about. And so I did a lot of research into that company. And it turned out the CEO was a gentleman named Lars Butler. And Lars Butler came out of the video game world. He had a company called Tryon Worlds. And um, on our show, we broke down some old interviews of him from over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Lars Butler um, was involved with the beginning phases of what would be the basis for the coming metaverse, uh, training systems and training people, indoctrinating people into buying digital goods online inside of video games, dealing with cryptocurrencies. And this was all before cryptocurrencies were a thing. And so Lars Butler, you say, well, this video game nerd is now involved with a company building deepfakes and focusing on mind twinning, which is this artificial intelligence engine that is basically going to take your thoughts, your memories, your consciousness, and load it up into the cloud. And then that is going to act on its own as its own actor coming out of like your deep fake face. Well, Lars Butler also sits on the board of several companies with Keith Alexander, the former head of the NSA. Lars Butler is also involved with a company called IP3, which has to do with international uh, nuclear reactors that our country was trying to sell to Saudi Arabia. And then Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, sits on the board of the Artificial Intelligence Foundation with Lars Butler. And they also have Peter Thiel backing them, which many people may know was Donald Trump's like only Silicon Valley billionaire backer. But Peter Thiel is a devout transhumanist in his own words, and uh, he poses as a conservative libertarian. But the guy has over $2 billion in government contracts going on right now with the CIA, NSA, IRS, uh, DOD, CDC, Health and Human Services. So Peter Thiel is anything but a small government uh, freedom-based libertarian conservative. He is a government puppet, really, an oligarch for the technocracy and he believes in this um, 
ideology called the singularity, which is the point in which artificial intelligence becomes smarter than humans, and then humans are left with no choice but to actually merge with machines, the merger of man and machines. And these guys actually believe this, and they're running around with billions of dollars of government money investing it into technology like this, but stuff that is actually a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Well, and then also I want I want to t touch upon, you know, people are say, well, how are they going to get, you know, my thoughts and my, you know, my personality and my, well, I mean, look at everything is, you know, using your face, right? Doing your FaceTime, your video, Facebook. I mean, let's talk about Facebook for a minute. I mean, if anybody believes that Mark Zuckerberg came out of a college to create Facebook, they're out of their minds. I mean, it was totally a CIA op in order to get all of our information and everybody goes on there and we talk about, you know, people were talking about whatever. And so, uh, that's, that's another aspect of it. And then you have people going on TikTok and, all, you know, just all these things. Um, and they're able to create a profile of how we are, what we do, what we think, how we think. And that's why this whole, I never liked this whole cloud, uh, storage type situation where everything goes to the cloud. Um, and it's so funny because back in 19, let me think 1998, I think it was. And I know, you know, okay, I'm an X-Files fan, you know, I'm so into all that. They had it. They had an X, they actually had an episode where they talked about how, you know, these two people were trying to upload their consciousness into the, on the net, the internet. And that was in 1998 when they were talking about about it. I mean, they've been developing this for years. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. And it's hard for people to understand that there are people out there that all they want to do is dominate, dominate and control. And that's it. So what do you say to people who are like this, this, or there's no way this can, this can be happening. Um, uh, you know, why would a why would our government do this? Why would they do this? Why would they they you know behind our backs go, develop all these things? And what would you say to that? 